Welcome back to Shrinking It Down, Mental Health Made Simple. I'm Jean Bereson. I'm Steve Watkins. And uh, Mental Health, uh, well, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And in preparation for this, many of you have sent us questions on Instagram that you're kind of struggling with. And so we hoped to, to generate podcasts, and we can do this in the future, uh, to address your questions. So one question that came in is this, what's the best way to find a therapist for elementary kids with anxiety? Where do you start? Oh, that's a tough one because the the resources are so thin these days. Um, You know, I always say that primary care providers are the gatekeepers for mental health. And so I would usually recommend starting there. That's one good place to start. You know, this is someone that you trust that knows your child and who, if they know, could make a good recommendation. Um, another place to look could be the school. The schools sometimes have um, therapists that they work with. Uh, schools also have school counselors and school therapists that may either them themselves may be able to help with what's going on, depending on what it is, or they could maybe refer you to someone as well. Um, those are the two places I would start, um, but there's many other ways to, to, to seek therapists for your kids. What, what do you think, Jane? Well, I would say let's back up a little bit. Um, it's not clear that the child necessarily needs a therapist. Um, so the first thing to do is to use some of the resources that you just suggested, but to get an evaluation. Uh, so, for example, as we say in pediatrics, all that wheezes is not asthma. Well, all that's anxiety is not necessarily anxiety. I mean, an evaluation might might uh, reveal that your child has a subtle learning disability uh, uh, that needs uh, attention, and that would require some testing. Or they may find out that your child has been uh, bullied at school, and they didn't want to tell you because they didn't want you to spill the beans and get them in bigger trouble, which is misguided. Um, so they're, you know... Or, or they're anxious because uh, they've been, depending on the age of the child, but I mean, elementary school kids really want to be included and they may be feeling excluded from the group or they may, since most of them have smartphones, they may have had, not, not so much bullying, but, you know, kind of uh, uh, nasty comments made about them and they're anxious. Uh, so th- there are lots of reasons or they, or they may have a medical illness. There are a number. It, it's not all that common, but there are a number of medical illnesses that uh, present with anxiety. So I think the first thing to do before you jump into getting a therapist, as much as I'm a fan of therapy, is to get an evaluation and then figure out what's going on, and then decide whether a therapist of some kind would be needed. I mean, that, that, that's really important. I'm glad you brought us back to that place because we do often jump into problem-solving mode without fully understanding the, the problem and the pieces that go all together to kind of create whatever's going on. And so I think that is extremely important for us to just take a minute and slow down and really get a good, firm grasp on what's going on with our kids. Um, but I guess in that same vein, so then where would they go to get an evaluation or how would they find someone to do an evaluation? I think you start with the PCP, with the primary care, with PD, your primary care pediatrician, who, by the way, 
would probably do some medical tests because, you know, diabetes, asthma, um, uh, you know, uh, gastroesophageal reflux, I mean, uh, fibrom, you know, uh, uh, migraines. There's so many things medically that could um, uh, be uh, interfering with school uh, and with other areas of their life. And then uh, they can generally refer you to uh, somebody to evaluate the child. Now, you're right. The, 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 the biggest problem we're having right now is that getting someone to evaluate the child is not easy because we have pretty significant workforce issues. So one place to turn is to your pediatrician, and there may be somebody associated in their practice, or um, uh, a, a school psychologist might be able to begin that kind of evaluation. Yeah, the, the schools usually, well, the schools have to, you know, provide um, resources to help understand what's going on with kids. And often that does require or, or involve some sort of testing. Um, and whether it's neuropsych testing or just kind of psychological testing, it usually that's up to their discretion, but they are a resource um, for families. Um, and so then the question is whether you want to get kind of some sort of evaluation or testing done through the school system or privately, that's a, that's a much larger question than I think that we're trying to address today, but but definitely I think the school should be considered a resource, uh, especially in the the state that we're in, where the resources are so slim. Yeah, well, you know, uh, the good news for parents, and and I would be persistent. Uh, the, point. <laughs> the the fe- the federal government, <laughs> the Individual Disabilities Education Act requires that every school child is evaluated for a behavioral problem that might be interfering with their social, academic, um, uh, or, or any other functioning. So they are mandated. And if they're pushing back and saying, well, we just can't do this, I would, I would uh, be persistent and let them know if you need to, you can get, get an advocate. But most of the time, uh, you'll get through uh, to at least the school psychologist that's mandated to do that. Uh, there yes, is, we have a lot of material on our website about navigating the mental health system and, and what's, what's uh, required under the, um, uh, the Individual Disabilities Education Act, which is different for every state. Now, in Massachusetts, it's Chapter 766. <laughs> so, but every public school has to do this. It's your right and you're and you're and they're required to produce that that is um really important to know and i I think we do have some really great resources about navigating the system how to go about getting an iep or 504 if if that's needed but but the iep and 504 iep and 504 are oh so iep is it individualized education plan and a 504 ish I don't know what it stands for but it, it really is a, a, a lesser it's less restrictive it's special um, accommodations but right to allow your kid to get accommodations in school um, if that's needed but at the core that will at least that process allows them to get evaluated and, and that's really what we're looking for how to how to understand the problem and what's going on so that we can act in accordance to what they need and and you know oftentimes it's easier to find uh, a clinician to do a uh, psychological evaluation than it is to get an ongoing therapist. I mean, psychological evaluations are two or three meetings, you know, with with the child, with the parent, with the teacher, and uh, put 
and get some sense of what's going on. Um, getting an ongoing therapist, which was the original question, that becomes much more complicated because of the shortage in our in our in our workforce. And um, you know, the Surgeon General uh, came out uh, just recently that we have a, a, a national uh, mental health uh, youth youth mental health crisis. And one of the major points made by the Surgeon General was that the workforce is just simply inadequate and we need to find new ways of, of generating clinicians. It's a tough question and it's one that we've been battling for, for a very long time. So I think we, as we often do, we, we veered a little bit off track um, in terms of the question, um, but, but I think these are important things to know to be able to answer this question. But if we go, if we do get an evaluation and decide our, our child needs therapy, you know, often the person who's done the evaluation can make a re recommendation or referral. Um, other things that I think, you know, families have found helpful is um, sometimes a lot of the major hospitals will have psychiatric children's psychiatric services, and they may have therapy services. Um, that's a place to to, to uh, look into. Um, sometimes your insurance can offer um, therapists. I, I, I I'm a little bit hesitant about that because I think uh, going back to the evaluation, you need to make sure the therapist matches what your kid actually needs, which is which is do they need you know, cognitive behavioral therapy? Do they need, you know, a social skills group? Like, what is it that your kid needs? And so kind of randomly picking someone on a list doesn't allow for you to kind of suss that part out. But, you know, in terms of when we're in a situation where we just don't have any resources, that's another place that you can at least begin to kind of sift through to, to look for therapists. That's a great, great suggestion. So at any rate, um, keep asking questions because um, this is the way we know what issues you're struggling with or questions that you have about, about caregiving or, or anything in general that's related to mental health. We hope that our conversation will help you have yours. I'm Jean Barres. I'm Khadija Watkins. <laughs>